Hey friends, Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this show, I use the steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday RPG. I am running a homebrew Numenera campaign called The Fourth Emperor. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you are enjoying this show and want access to all kinds of exclusive material and exclusive access to Discord channels and things like that, you can do so by joining the Sly Flourish Patreon. The link for the Patreon is in the show notes below. To the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your support. We are finally out of the data sphere. So we spent at least two full sessions kind of focused on data sphere stuff, which was interesting. It was probably a bit much to jump into the data sphere so soon after just starting a Numenera game because it has some of its own mechanics. And boy, if it's already hard to describe things in Numenera, it's really hard to describe them when you're describing virtual things in Numenera, right? It's really kind of, really kind of strange. So I'm actually kind of happy that we're not in there. I think I'll, I'll, I probably will have more adventures in the data sphere because this idea that the, that the fourth emperor exists in the data sphere as well as outside of the data sphere, there's definitely going to have some, there's definitely going to have some, some play, I think in future, in future sessions. But right now we're getting back to exploring an old ruin and doing something. So today's, today's adventure should be straightforward, but nothing is always perfectly straight, straightforward in our Numenera game. So last session, the characters were exploring the data sphere interface to a canister full of nanites. What we found out while they were exploring it is that it is essentially an HR onboarding routine where a new member of the fourth emperor's walkers of beyond they're the, the fourth emperor's versions of aeon priests. The idea was that a, a somebody who had shown that they have nano like powers inhaled the can the in the, the nanites that are inside this canister and were then going to become a member of the walkers of beyond and serve the rest of their life serving the the will of the fourth emperor so the whole the the the, the overt angle of of their time in the data sphere was learning about the fourth emperor and learning about becoming members of the members of the walkers of beyond but then they're also hacking it, right? They're also cracking the other side to try to get more information. And they did. And they ended up getting a key that let them, it was essentially getting root, right? They got root on the machine, which meant they could now read all of the information that's stored in this data frame, this, this data node uh, of this nanite canister. So they could learn about things like the heralds and they learned more about what the history of the fourth emperor was like. They saw some of this stuff, but they only saw what was available in that. They didn't learn anything that wasn't available outside of that canister. When they popped out of the canister, they found out that Kimley, a former friend, a friend of theirs, right, had left. She had inhaled some of these nanites and she left and has now headed off to a temple, an old ruined temple in this place known as the acid pools, right? The, 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 the acid, the acid archways, acid pools, something like that. She, you know, she's heading out that way and, and they need to go get her. They need to go stop her, right? So in our session today, they have agreed, yes, we've got to make our way. We have to go make our way out to that area. So I'm trying to remember if I had any like big questions. Things have been working out all right. Uh, like there's tricky bits with Numenera. So, so it's probably good to reflect, right? Let's, let's, let's enjoy a coffee and reflect on now having run four-ish sessions in Numenera. The parts of it that I knew I would love, I still love. I love that how easy it is to create a challenge. I love that is the simplicity of a DM. 
that you really only do a couple of things, right? You narrate what's going on, of course, as you would normally, but mechanically, there's only two things you do. You set levels and you intrude, right? And that's really all it is. And I, and, and doing GM intrusions has not been that hard or as difficult as I would have thought, right? It's not, it's not a challenge. So I've, I've been enjoying it. There is that hard part of like, you know, the world is so weird, right? And they say in the, a lot of the books, say like the hardest part is making sure you're injecting the weird. There's no giant bear, right? But there is a giant bear that's half cybernetic, like like uh, what's the bear in Wastelands? Shardik? I think it's Shardik, right? Wow, God, I love those books. So that, you know, uh, coming up with the weird is weird, but it's hard. But also like part of it is they say things like, well, there are no, there's nothing about balancing encounters. There's nothing about like how much is deadly for different characters at different tiers, right? And I kind of want a little guidelines because they're like, no, it's just, you know, whatever monsters are there, whatever monsters are there. I'm like, yeah, but they're all weird monsters. I don't know which monsters are supposed to be where. So like, it helps me to know like what monsters are lower. And I get like level three is not as hard as level five is not as hard as level seven. Like I kind of understand that, but I don't know if like a single level eight creature is going to like wipe out the party. Maybe right? Five level eights certainly would. So there's this idea of like, you know, where's the boundary and range? It would have been nice if they just told you. And maybe they do somewhere, but I couldn't find it, right? Just a rough gauge of like, hey, this is generally speaking, what kind of tier? I think there's something like that. I thought they had something like that in, in one of the books. But it's not really that big a deal. I've kind of gotten the idea of like levels one, twos, and threes are pretty low, and there could be a good number of them. Fours is like kind of equivalent. You know, a, a level four means that you need a, is that 12 or better to hit? Yeah. So I guess it's like sixes are, you know, five, fours, fives, and sixes are when you get into that range of creatures. Oh, thank you. Page 434. Let's take a look. If I can find the book. Wow. What page, what page is, oh, in the Cypher System Revised book, it has it. That's interesting. I have that. Give me a second. Let's take a look. Well, that's my, those are the end pages. That's not what I wanted. Cypher system, page 434, designing encounters, balancing encounters. So there's no concept of balance encounters, no system for matching particular level. So I think I saw this. Yeah, here it is. I think I saw this in Numenera as well. I think they have this in Numenera discovery, right? Not a challenge unless the numbers of 12 or more. Three opponents will be interesting challenge for numbers four to eight. Four opponents will be interesting challenge in two or three, five uh, a level five opponent might be an interesting challenge. Six would be a serious challenge. Seven or eight likely to win a fight. Nine or 10 likely to win without breaking a sweat, right? And this is against level one. I think this is against early tier creatures, right? So what they don't talk about is what is that like later, right? And I think I, I saw the same thing. I think they have this same general description in, I think they have the same general description in Numenera Discovery somewhere, which is fine. It's not that, that's pretty handy. Like this little, this little setup is pretty handy, right? But it, the, the hard part is just knowing, like, I would have a much easier time doing a D&D &D world because I know what goblins and orcs and hobgoblins and ogres and giants are like. And I could apply these levels to them pretty easily. And I know, like, you're not likely to run into 15 giants. But I don't know that with Numenera creatures are also weird. There could be lots of high-level ones. So it's, it's, really, it's really a strange. It's really strange, you know. I don't need a balance encounter. I just need a deadly benchmark, right? And I guess that offers up like a deadly benchmark. That 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 tells me, that gives me a general idea of like, look, seven, eight, nine. I mean, it's pretty easy to look at the level and be like, well, you got to roll an eighteen or better. That's going to be hard, right? So you can generally you can generally get that that feeling. 
Any other tricky bits? Uh, ciphers have been working out. The whole question of buying and selling ciphers is is still there, but yeah, I don't know. I, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I'm I'm, I'm not finding it tremendously difficult uh, to run to run and and people are really enjoying the story and boy i can go as wide and as big and as detailed in the story as i want to go and that's really freeing so let's generate a new session planning template we have it is the 27. let's look at the characters uh, i think somebody i can't remember maybe everybody's there today we'll find out so we have six characters in our game Biko, the intuitive jack who rides the lightning played by played by pat Cecilia, the graceful Jack who wields power with precision, played by Sharon. She is the one that her, her ancestry kind of ties back to creatures that were around during the Fourth Age. We have Jad the Shade, a meddlesome Jack who exists partially out of phase. He kind of like shifts in and out of reality. We have Juniper, the cheerful Nano who possesses a shard of the sun. She's very cheerful. And she's kind of like, hey, everybody, this is great, right? We have Nakia, a benefit Jack who acts without consequence. It was really fun when they were deciding about bringing, they, 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 they got the key and the data sphere and they said, is this dangerous? Like if we bring this key out and we bring out more information about the fourth emperor, is this going to be a problem? And Cecilia was kind of worried about it. Like she's like, I, you know, this could be really bad. I'm worried about it. And Juniper and Nikki are both like, no, it's great. What could be wrong? Because both of them are playing. One of them is cheerful and the other one acts without consequence. And so the two of them were being very true to their characters by saying, no, no, it'd be great. And everyone else was like, we'll see. And I was like, I don't want to punish him for it. So it didn't, right? Like the key was not a major, you know, the key was not a major problem. So, so I think that that, I think that that can work. For my strong start, I'm thinking of kind of jumping, you know, I, I'm thinking of kind of jumping to a conclusion, which is that a beam, a powerful, focused radio emission bursts out from the, the acid pools, the ruins of the acid pools. And those that can kind of feel the radio emissions... Like maybe there's a moment where like all just a flash where like all like electronics in the area dies and then re kind of restart. Like that's how big the radio emission was is that sort of disrupted it disrupted stuff. I think that 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 could be kind of cool, right? It created this radio disruption. And and what is happening is that who's our who's our NPC here? Kimley started up the beacon to the herald right and and a herald is going to come right the herald the heralds are going to start coming back is is kind of the start and the character's job right so the the, the strong start is the beam the beam fires up and the character's job is to go to the temple the ruined temple and find out what happened find kimley and bring her back, right? So travel to the temple. I need a name for this temple, by the way. Crawl the temple, confront Kimli, and return to Badrav, right? And then the Herald arrives. And that's gonna be kind of a new big chapter stop is the minute, the minute one of the Heralds of the Fourth Emperor arrives. So my whole storyline here 
is that the there was a, in the fourth age in the fourth age there was a super powerful extraplanar entity that became referred to as the fourth emperor who wanted control over all life on earth and pretty much had it ruled for a million years exists both in three worlds at once the data sphere the real world and the beyond the the world the world out the the, the world outside and normally would devour all life on a planet like its other brethren do but decided instead that it wanted control over everything it ruled for a, a million years or so and then suddenly disappeared and nobody knows exactly why and i've been leaving i've been leaving it open uh, on why i've been leaving it open on why they how it disappeared but i had some ideas about how that was going to go so this all makes sense one of the when i think about it it's like okay well what about a location I want to I want to use a temple. Like what what's what's one of the heralds, right? And what's one of the locations? I picked up some new kind of pictures that I thought might might be inspiring. Here's one that I thought was pretty cool. So I think this might be a fun a fun image. But we want a name for this particular. So each of the heralds has, you know, each of the heralds has a temple that's associated to it. The temple are where the walkers of beyond it's where the walkers of beyond serve the herald is at these temples so crisis crisis is that is that a thing already is crisis already a thing chrysalis temple of chrysalis right and we'll say temple to the first herald chrysalis why not just temporal the herald because there are multiple heralds right and so each of the heralds are going to need their own name so we have uh, first herald chrysalis right we have a new npc new villain turns out the heralds are part moth maybe i always thought of them as like spheres you know like weird like weird powerful numenera spheres but i'm not opposed to them they could all be different things right there's no reason they couldn't all be there's no reason they couldn't all be different things. If I go to my database, you know, so I have these, these images. So I had this one, you know, I thought these might be cool. This first one, I kind of like, wow, that's taking forever to load. That's like old school. So if I make, if I chrysalis the first Herald, you know, I kind of like, I kind of like this, you know, a sphere, almost like a big central sphere with an eye, right? I thought that would that would be pretty cool. They are they are purely constructs, powerful constructs, and they sort of channel information. They deal with the uh, walkers of beyond directly, and they can kind of connect to the fourth emperor. And the herald, the the jobs of the heralds is to prepare the planet for the coming of the fourth emperor. Right, that's the the sole purpose of a herald. This is a secret, right? The primary purpose of a herald is to prepare the planet. Primary purpose of the Herald is to prepare the planet for the coming of the fourth emperor. Yeah, they're like Silver Surfer, right? Others, other explorers have come into contact with the nanites of the walkers and now serve in the interest of the fourth emperor. So now we've got people and other critters around this temple that worship, worship, they kind of, right? 
cultists that serve the fourth emperor, right? And serve the return of the fourth emperor. But they're just getting started, right? So they're just, just barely things going on. So, right, Temple to Chrysalis, the first herald. We have this temple. That's cool. Have I decided how many temporal uh, heralds there are? They're probably, I mean, this is a global enterprise. So maybe hundreds, right? You know, back in the time of the fourth empire, it's a good secret, right? There may have been dozens of heralds, right? Heralds are constructs that exist both in the physical world and the data sphere, right? That's useful. Uh, let's look at our location, right? Like what, where, where are they actually going to be? So we have the Temple of Chrysalis. I have a big pile of Dyson maps that I stuck in a Notion notebook here that I was like, you know, what could I, what could this place look like? <laughs> that first one's not bad, right? I kind of like it. Why, why make life hard for it? If a map works, a map works. That was one little bit of prep that I did early was I was like, oh, I'll just go dig through Dyson maps and grab ones that I think might be cool for Numenera places. And this one works, right? Now, I think I had, did I have the acid pools already? So you have like Temple of Cylindar. I have the Breakers, Tomb of the Sixth Archivist. I got a lot of stuff going on here. I thought I had a plan for the acid pools, but I guess I didn't. So Temple of uh, Chrysalis, it is, All right? There might be some acid pools outside, like areas of like weird biomaterial. I don't think I had, maybe I had it in last note. I don't think I had it in last week's because last week was all data sphere stuff. Yeah, I didn't have it in last week's notes. We're gonna archive those uh, old session notes. Bang. So we could say like pools of acidic biomatter reside out in the reside in the reside outside of the temple ruins all right that could be so our locations are temple of chrysalis all right now we've got a, a link to that that's cool so let's start with what kind of fun encounter oh so npcs we probably have a few npcs that they're going to talk to. They're probably going to talk to Maeve. Maeve is their Aeon priest, one of their mothers. So we're going to talk to her. Terrence. Terrence is there. Probably the hard caliber. What's her name? Oh, where'd she go? There she is. McKenna. I'll get her. I'll get her eventually. So I think that like they could all kind of meet up and they all have sort of different takes on what's going on with this radio emission, you know, Mave probably is like we need to find out the technology that is there and let people know let the let the the amber papacy know what's going on let the rest of the iron priests understand what's going on terence is like look you just need to go find uh a kimley and get her back right and mckenna's like kimley's gone and whatever she did out there is no good and you saw what just happened here you need to take her out right and so there's all these like different takes on what they're going to do so I want to design an encounter as they are traveling along the way, 
right? So when they're traveling to the temple, I want to have an encounter, just like a fun Numenera encounter along the way. So it's a fun way to kind of see what's going on. I do realize that there was a something that I forgot to pull up. This is my science fantasy generator. This is uh, part of Sly Flourish's Uncovered Secrets Volume 2, available to patrons on Sly Flourish. You can get it by going to the Uncovered Secrets Volume 2 and seeing it. I like to use this to help me generate weird science fantasy stuff for my Numenera game. So I wrote it. So for this encounter, they're traveling along the plains between Badrav and the northern mountain range where this temple exists, right? So while they're going there, they're going to run into a monument. So what is this monument they're going to run into? It is 20, a megalith. All right. So start off with, and then, whoops. So we have a megalith. Let's do condition, description, and origin. 14, 16, 13, 14, crystalline, 16, leaking, 13, a leaking, otherworldly crystalline megalith. That's cool. Huh, what does that look like? It's probably floating in place. You know, probably there's like, again, like weird. Could it Could it have something to do with the the, the goo that's around it? Maybe, I don't know. So now, what are they going to run into there? So let's take a look at the... We're going to go to the Bestiary 3 because the Bestiary 3, I think, has... I think it's got random encounter tables that include all of the other books. Random encounter tables. Look at this. So exploring ruins? No. Wandering through woods or jungle? No. Plains or deserts? Probably closer. Mountains? Fringes of civilization, trouble in town, deep underground, venturing near or underwater. These are great. Aren't these great? Of course, the tricky bit is then I got to figure out which book they're from. So I'm going to roll randomly. We're going to do trekking across plains or desert because I think that probably makes the most sense. So are there two tables for this? Yes. So we are rolling on table one and we are rolling 21. Broken Hound. Broken Hound uh, is in Numenera Discovery. Okay, that's handy. Oh, it, it had a thing. A 226. Scourge of many wastelands. Broken Hounds travel in large packs. They resemble extremely gaunt hounds, but their heads appear more avian than canine, giving the impression of a bird. They hunger for flesh. They're only, so they, they are, they're only level two. So they're pretty easy to hit. They inflict four damage though. They hurt. Their perception is five. Creatures deal damage with their terrible bite. Broken hounds attack in large numbers. Four to six of them can concentrate on one foe and make one attack as if they were a level four creature, inflicting eight points of damage. So how many do we want to have? Let's see, four to six of them. So what if we did four per character? So there's a lot of them. A large number of broken hounds can make a harrowing combat encounter. They attack travelers on the road or those who wander into a lonely vale. So that's cool. We're going to do a great big one, right? Page 226, right? Uh, and how many of these? So we have six characters. How many of these would make sense? Is it like 20 to 30 of these things? Six characters, four each. That's 24. Uh, what if we roll 3d12, right? So the 13, let's see. No, we'll do, we'll do, so 11. 2d10 is 11. So we'll roll 
3d10 was 16 average 16 4d10 let's try 4d10 let's see what we get let's see how many of these broken hounds we get we got 7 17 18 broken hounds sure why not we're gonna see how that goes Right, they're making their way there. Is there anything they can learn about this otherworldly leaking crystalline monolith? I think sometimes it's just weird shit, right? I, I I think sometimes it's it doesn't have to be tied to the story necessarily. The monolith I don't think has anything to do with third emperor or fourth emperor. You know, I don't I don't think that that's particularly a problem. So yeah. So then they get to the temple them the, the temple itself. So we got that kind of fun encounter. Is there any? There could be a corpse of a devoured. Explorer with a Numenera on them, with a Cypher on them, right? And we'll roll for a Cypher. So that way, hey, you, you see a place, you fight some dudes, you get a reward. So now they get to the temple, right? And what we call this temple of Chrysalis, right? Crawl the temple. So who is at the temple? We know Kimli is there. But there's also probably other creatures that have started to wake up that have been affected by the nanites and now and now serve. And I thought it would be fun to kind of dig through, like, we'll take a look through the bestiary. Well, we, let's start with, with discovery, right? And we're going to look for, like, what kinds of creatures do we think work well as a defender? So what we're going to do is we're going to go to the temple... And we're going to say inhabitants, right? We're going to make a list of inhabitants at this temple. Neen, blood, blood barm. Nah, broken hound we already did. A kaffa insects. They're pretty small. We're already doing a bunch of small folk. Calorel, man, I ran one of those guys in my Eberron game. It was awesome. Chirag, cragworms, great big things. Spidery humanoids. Dark Fathoms, nope. Disassemblers, probably not. Dread Destroyers, nope. Etherin Grask. Hungers for Flesh. Pretty straightforward monster here, right? The brain of one of these ultra-terrestrials contains liquid ciphers. That's weird. It could be, well, you know, is that a creature? Probably a creature from... It could be from like the world of beyond that the fourth emperor comes from, but you know, I don't think it would be necessarily in the temple. These guys, I've used them before. They're kind of grim and you, you, we could, so there could be margers that I've used margers before in, in previous games and they, page 240, you know, it's possible that they they don't know what they're worshiping, but they're there and they think that they're finding a new God or whatever. And they're just bloodthirsty kind of, you know, nasty goat people that have arrived we could have a mastagorf a mass massagophor massagopher they are temple guardians those are pretty cool 241 big crazy tentacle arms nimrobian wives i like these guys i think the they have I think these are old fourth emperor, like foot soldiers. 246. Steel spider. Sure. Who doesn't like spiders? Tetrahydra. Weird things that love to kill people. Zev. 
So we could have uh, another Aeon Priest, right? That has now turned into a Aeon Priest and Bandit, page 264. So it's a walker, right? I think both of those work. And Nanos, yeah. So I could use I could use these guys. So that gives me a handful of critters. Why don't we take a quick look through the bestiary, the bestiary two, and see if anything jumps right out at me. Well, I've got some. I've got inhabitants. So now, so now let's have some locations. So I think that you know this far right area is the vault of the what are they? What are the canisters called? What do they call those? The the vault of the nanite canisters. So it occurs to me. So we have the. So what are the things that have to be here? Right. And I think there is the transmitter, which is this like strange floating Numenera device sending a powerful radio transmission up into space. We have the vault of the canisters, right? That make up uh, new walkers. What other? So, what are these? If I'm if I'm looking at my map here and seeing that there's actually a couple different paths, which is kind of cool. What are some other chambers? What are these? So there's these other. There could be canisters of the what is the the the, the or or Oragulan soldiers, right? They would have been. I mean, you know, they're not going to last millions of years. So they could be builders, right? So there's most of them are damaged, but these are these are canisters that are able to kind of recreate beings, right? They can sort of draw them from a buffer and rebuild them nanite by nanite, particle by particle until they're built. And I think they build, you know, they build some Aragulan soldiers. There's also some kind of like monster lair things, right? This place has probably been a lair for, for monsters. So what would be some interesting, so I've got like a, a couple of interesting rooms here. I like that this area down below that's got the three stars, that that's where the transmitter probably is. I think the, 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 the vault canister place would be this chamber in the lower right. That makes sense. So then you have this front stage. What would be, what would be up there? What, what kind of, what, if, if this is a temple, could be a big view screen. Right, this could be where you where you treat with the the herald. Right? Now the audience chamber. That makes sense. And some of these, maybe some of these built a mastiff. That would be kind of cool. This other room. So I've got three other chambers. I have three other chambers that I don't have anything for. So let's let's take a let's go hit my monument thing here and say, what kind of monument? We'll do the lower left one and see what makes sense for that. So that one is this uh, natural cavern. So this is probably more recent in, in its build. And it's got uh, nine nano, uh, nanoswarms. I got nanoswarms already. Let's roll again. I already did a megalith. 15. Launch pad. I, you know, I'm going to jump up one and say furnace. I kind of like the idea of a nanite furnace kind of broken, you know, it's it's broken down now. Actually, that would be better for this upper room, right? So we have a nanite. And let's look at some conditions and stuff like that. 
4, 9, and 13. 4, Frozen, 9, Awakened, and 13, Otherworldly. So we've got a Frozen, Awakened, Otherworldly, Nanite Furnace. That's this chamber up here, right? It's It's sort of... You know, it looks like it's got big tables and stuff like that, but we can say like it's a great big crazy machine, you know, frozen, you know, probably it's super, super cold, right? And that's where, you know, little baby nanites come from. That would be cool. Let's roll for that other chamber to lower left. 13, a stasis chamber. 11, oozing. Four oozing monstrous 15 ai based does that make sense for something that you'd find in a natural it could have been maybe it's dragged out here and inside is some kind of monstrosity possibly what if that's where the the marger you know the marger are worshiping there's a monster in stasis being worshiped by the marger in that chamber that could be that would make sense then we have this tiny little layer up here. Let's see what we find for that. 18, a vat. 17, glyphed. 12, out of phase. And 20, superhuman. So that's interesting. That's in this, this upper chamber here. Again, probably dragged away, maybe. What would be in there? I don't know. Interesting. The superhuman part is kind of weird. So I got inhabitants, I've got locations, right? And and the situation, the situation is pretty straightforward, right? Which is Kimley fired up the transmitter to uh, awaken the first herald. Other travelers and abhumans have come to the temple. Some have been converted into agents of the fourth, into servants of the fourth emperor. Other creatures have been built using nanite, what are they, nanite chambers? Birthing chamber, powered by the walker, the, the new walkers. So that, that, that kind of fits the situation. And the goal for the characters, goals, shut down the transmission, destroy or seal the canisters so that nobody else is affected. Maybe try to find a way to disrupt the nanites that, con that turned the fourth, that turned the, the, that turned the walker. Those are some good goals. So that's a pretty straightforward situation, I think. The reality is they've already called the Herald. The Herald's already coming. But disrupting the communication will help. It will it will limit the amount of information that the Herald gets, right? So you don't want to make it where like they get all the way there and they've already lost. That would kind of suck. But they can learn more information and, and they want to shut it down, right? So I think that can work. Let's see. The temple contains nanite birthing chambers capable of reconstituting creatures from the fourth age. The temple been used 
as a lair for monsters and abhumans for centuries. A group of, let's see, a group of Marger known as the what? The Curled Horn, the Blackhorn tribe has heard voices at the temple for a long time. They believe it is a seat to a vengeful God and pay tribute to it. Bloody tribute. Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One more secret. What's one other thing that they could learn in this weird temple? There are many such temples, each in service. Different herald. Pretty straightforward. Let's take a look. How are we on time? Again there. Let's take a quick look through the Numenary Bestiary. This is kind of cool. It's got some fun things in here. They have random encounter tables and all of these. But I think if you have the random encounter tables in three, it includes everything in two. Look at this guy. Abgios Butcher. That's a weird thing. Numenera Seeking Ghost. Big old Jabba the Hutt thing. It's kind of fun to just look at cool art. This is kind of a cool critter. This could be the monster that's in, that's being worshipped by, uh, that's in that stasis tube. Whoops. Right? It's it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a neat critter. There's a cute little flying squirrel. Clicker. Corpicular Maul. Cyclic Raider. <laughs> they, they steal people. Cyphrids we've seen before. Dimension Worms. Dread Raiders. I used them before. They were cool. I've used them in my Numenor, or my Eberron game. Fun times. There's a Eldmore. That's the fifth, fourth emperor's visage. Flaw. Fusers. Nasty. I like this guy. A Gru. Gur. Gru. They have like a TV for a head, like a flat panel TV. This would make a fun herald, a fun uh, front man caretaker. Right, kind of, it's a weird thing. Look at that thing. Oof. Well, I think I have enough. So I've got a pile of monsters. I've got some interesting locations. I've got situations. I've got a map. I've got an encounter on the way. I've got my secrets and clues. So I, you know, I don't need my monsters. I'll probably roll for treasure, so I don't need to worry about treasure. I've got my NPCs. So I think I am all set for today's game. We'll see, right? We'll go on. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me this morning while I prepare my Numenera game. If you enjoyed this show, you can help me out by subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter for weekly articles directly to your inbox. You can support the show directly on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash slyflourish. Link is in the show notes below. You get access to all kinds of cool stuff. You can uh, pick up any of my books. Uh, the Lazy DM's Companion is packed with tables to help you build adventures like we've been doing today. Or, and if you want to share this video, you can share it and also uh, subscribe to find out about videos in the future. So I want to thank you all for hanging out with me today. Have a great day and get out there and play an RPG. Take care, everybody.